You're listening to the Industry Alchemist podcast. The definition of alchemy is a seemingly magical process of transformation or creation. This podcast exists to hear the stories of entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders doing just that in their industry. We hear about the journey of the brave souls carving a new path, moving their industry and our lives forward in a seemingly magical way. This episode is brought to you by OfficeChief.com. Office Chief exists to make moving your office easy and painless. Moving an office can be a big hassle. On top of running your company, you're thrown into having to figure out what to do. Hire space planners, furniture companies, movers, IT consultants, the list goes on. It only takes two minutes to create a profile and Office Chief gives you a step-by-step action plan and connects you with the top vendors in your market. Moving your office? Log on to officechief.com and make it easy. I'm your host, Matt Brower, co-founder and managing broker of Column Commercial Partners, helping companies save money on their real estate. I'm also founder and CEO of OfficeChief.com, an online resource for businesses moving their office or updating their space. Hey guys, uh, this is Matt Brower. Welcome to the Industry Alchemist podcast. Um, Our guest today is a tech entrepreneur pushing new technology into the real estate space. As CEO of Remote Lock, he has created the first universal access control platform. They're solving problems for property managers and owners who need to give access to their properties uh, for employees, guests, renters, and service people, even when they are off-site. As this new wave of smart building technology starts to emerge, I think Remote Lock is incredibly well positioned to offer property owners a critical solution for access control. And I'm excited to hear more about it. So thank you very much for being here, Nolan Mondro. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Um, I know we're uh, doing this uh, on Zoom. Can you hear me okay? I hear you great. Hopefully I'm coming through all right as well. Yeah, yeah, you sound great. So I wanted to uh, uh, maybe just start by asking uh, what had you get into the remote access industry, or I don't know what you would call your industry, but kind of uh, uh, access, remote access control industry? Yeah, cloud-based access control or remote access control. We got into it in 2011. We started as a, an IoT company. Um, and so at that time, we were the first to come out with a Wi-Fi controlled door lock. So it was pretty innovative, I think, in its time. But we actually learned that the greater value in what we were trying to do was in the software. And so we pivoted greatly into being a cloud-based access control system at that point. Um, and then it moved the ball uh, further down the road in terms of innovation from there. That's great. And uh, was there, are, are there many players in the space right now? Is it kind of, uh, seems like it's been around for a few years, but fairly new to the you know, lock and key industry, like the old, the old way of doing things? Yeah, I think that access control con- controlled from the internet has really come into its own. Uh, years ago, there was a lot of reluctance to use the internet in order to do something as important as controlling who gets into a physical space. Yeah. So what you find, though, is people are actually much more understanding of how safe it is, how secure it is. Uh, really, it's been around for a long time. We use the same level of, in, of security that a bank would use for people doing their online banking. So 
once you make that connection, I think it's not too big of a leap for people to move over. So, uh, and does the uh, progression of the cybersecurity industry have a lot to do with that? Is that a is that a critical thing to to kind of add to your platform, or is that not really coming to play? No, cybersecurity is always, I think, on the top of people's minds. Often it's one of the first things they ask. Once you point out that we're doing 256-bit encryption just like your bank is, uh, I think people are a lot more willing to realize that they've got other assets that they're controlling that have the same technology and the same security. And so it's become almost, I wouldn't say, you know, security will always be an issue. Nothing is 100% bulletproof. Mm -hmm. But our system and the way we make sure to encrypt it and the way we make sure to ensure people's data is secure is uh, really state of the art. And I think most people are understanding that in order to really have a reliable product, you have to pay attention to that. Yeah. And I think um, to your point a little bit ago, most people are ready to and have adopted technology and so many different areas of their life. Whereas, you know, 15 years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case yet. So um, back in the early days of when you guys were just building this, did you, did you come across any, anything that surprised you about, Oh gosh, I didn't realize our customers would be, would react that way or bring this issue up and had to solve for that. Anything that, the hurdles that you can think of that you really had to overcome, you didn't foresee? Well, I think that w- what I find fascinating almost every year is there are so many needs that people come up with that haven't been solved. And so, you know, you think sometimes, well, there must be a million smart people out there solving every every one of the world's problems. And then you come across a little gem and you're like, why has nobody else solved this? Well, I guess we will. And, and I do think that that's something that happens repeatedly um, every year, sometimes every month. And I, I think those are areas where it's exciting, but it's also surprising. Um, one of those for us might be, you know, just the application. I think when we, one of the verticals that we sell to, uh, originally and primarily originally was vacation rental with partnerships with people like Airbnb and VRBO and, and those sorts of companies. And when, when we were hearing customers say, why isn't there a Wi-Fi door lock out there? Mm-hmm. And the assumption was, well, of course there must be. Uh, and then you realize there's not. And that's where we we decide to focus on resource and actually solve the need. So, you know, this is not new. Every entrepreneur goes through this. It's about uncovering a need, finding, an, you know, and innovating to solve the need. And, you know, we're no different. Yeah. And that's such a great thing to hear, too, because. This was a, a great lesson for me back a few years ago. I had this new idea for this new technology to bring into to create a, a podcast. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now you're doing it. Yeah. Well, this is a kind of a, a separate business idea that was in the technology space that I saw was uh, so I'm, I'm in the commercial real estate brokerage business. And I noticed over several years of of being in that business, there's a part of that process that I thought, God, there should really be a technology built around this to make it a much smoother, uh, easy process for the companies that are utilizing my services. 
So I started building it. And as I got to the point where I was ready to share it and start talking about raising capital, uh, I was having asking everyone to sign NDAs and things like that. Well, one of the guys uh, that I have talked to, and he's a friend of mine, he said, you know, I wouldn't be too, um, and, and the reason I thought of this is because this is exactly what you just said. It was an idea that everyone goes, how is this not in existence yet? The, uh, like crazy. Totally. It's not, it's not. And so somebody said, you know, there's a lot of good ideas out there, um, but it all comes down to action. So many good ideas maybe multiple people have the same idea it all comes down to action so don't you know totally. i was operating all scared to share my idea without having an nda in place and the truth of the matter is a lot of people just don't take the action and uh so it's cool that you found one of those and took the action i i would think that again most entrepreneurs understand that it is the execution around your ideas that makes you successful not the idea itself. Right. <laughs> lots of brilliant people come up with lots of great ideas, but those that actually put it into practice, um, executing a mediocre plan is you know much better than not executing the best plan in the world. And so it's no, right. that's how I think about innovation. Yeah, that's great. And if only it was that easy, just thinking about an uh, thinking about an idea. If only it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, so moving on to, uh, I want to just kind of get further into what you guys provide your clients and just for the listener's sake, this is really exciting for me to kind of have this conversation with you because the building that I live in and office out of, uh, uh is a client of yours, a very large, uh, apartment community here in lower downtown and the, the locking mechanisms and the technology that I interact with every day that allow me to not have to carry a key around for anything, okay, except for my mailbox. Um, you, know, you guys provide that. I, I just learned that recently, so I'm excited to hear how. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, how 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 did this get developed? My understanding is that you guys are providing the software that operates behind the hardware. Is that right? Yes, let's, uh, let me, that's awesome, by the way, what, what a coincidence. Um, let me tell you what we do as a technology and what's cool. And then I'll tell you how that's applied to where you live, uh, which, which again, uh, is great. So our, our platform is what we call a universal access control platform. And what's different about that and just a regular access control system is there are really three pillars that are required to make this thing work. The first is you have to be agnostic with your hardware, which means that we're this cloud software and we control door locks and access control systems. But the way most other people have done that is they have said, well, I'm going to standardize on one piece of hardware and that's what I'm going to go sell with my software. Okay. We took a totally different approach, you know, and we said, we want to be the software that can control any kind of door lock that's a smart lock or a connected lock, and over time, any kind of access control system. So right now, our software can control elevators, parking garage gates, uh, but of course, also smart locks and internal doors. And because we don't have a preference on the brand or the type, 
we want to control it all. We're adding these to the platform. We're completely flexible to what the owner of your building, for example, wants to use when they put locks on doors and knowing who the owner manager of your building is, that's actually something that was really important to them because they had a lot, they had choices when they said, I'm going to put, maybe want this door lock on the unit doors and maybe want a different lock on the gym and well, maybe want some other lock on the other buildings that were, were rolling out. So it was perfect for them because they needed different locks for different things. Yeah. On the other side of it, here's where it's going to tie in. So sorry about the long-winded explanation here, but great. it's just cool that you live in this building. Yeah, totally. But uh, here's, here's, what your, here's what your building is doing, which is really cool. They are allowing the residents, when the residents are on vacation or not using their apartments, to actually list them, let's say, on Airbnb. And so not only are they allowing it, but they are facilitating that for you. So they're saying – Hey, Matt, when you go on vacation, why not make a little extra cash and rent your unit? Uh, we'll take care of cleaning it. We'll take care of the transaction, collection of the money, and we'll make sure that the guest, the Airbnb guest, gets in. And But only during the time when you're not there, Matt. You know, And, and so the code or the credential that that Airbnb guest gets is only good from, let's say, Monday to Wednesday when they're supposed to be there. Wow. And then the other piece of that is that'll let them in the front door and the elevator only to, let's say you live in apartment 202. Hopefully you don't because then lots of people come knocking on your door. Uh, but it'll only let them in the front door, the elevator, the second floor, and then only in apartment 202. So they can't go wandering around your building just here, you know, whatever. Wow. That's the other piece of what we do is just integrating with all these software uh, systems that are vertically specific on the other side. So yeah. hopefully that kind of gives you the context for, you know, how we do this cool thing that your property management company is 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 uh, innovating with. Yeah, no, that's uh, very clear, and the fact that I have experienced all of it uh, just makes it that much that much more clear uh, about how it kind of operates in the background. Um, yeah, that's and, so cool. you know, they they've the the concierge and everything. You know, the leasing team uh, they're trained very well to operate that system it seems to me i've never seen the system but it seems to me everyone knows how to operate your system very very easily and it's very user-friendly for the teams of apartment communities it's it's one of the things that we want to do from the start just make it so simple all these other systems they require hours of training and so much so that it tends to be just the it people that can do anything in it but you're you're noticing that you know, admins, concierges, people whose job it is not to manage access yeah. are uh, are in there doing things because it's that easy. So thanks for noticing that. I, I don't know, uh, you know, that, that, that's a pretty cool data point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, very cool. What's um, what's next for you guys? I, I know that you're always looking to grow your, obviously your customer base. Are you guys entering new markets right now? What's the focus for you over the next couple, five years? Most definitely, of course. Yeah, we want to go to new markets. We, we're taking this technology, this universal access control system, and we're pointing it at problems in vertical by vertical, different verticals. So right now, it just so happens that we are focusing in multifamily, 
which means that we're getting all of the locks uh, that multifamily uses on the system. We're integrating with the software that multifamily managers use. So that's that's our real obsession right now. Yeah. And then we'll just keep you know repeating that going forward for other markets. Uh, w- the system is so ubiquitous that it's there's, we've got customers probably in any vertical you can think of, retail, healthcare, education, you name it. But what we realize is you have to really kind of focus on the needs of a particular space one at a time. And so apartments is uh, where we're at right now. That's great. Yeah. And you just, uh, something you said made me, uh, reminded me that, you know, with everything happening right now, we're all being forced to work remotely and companies are talking about maybe going back to the office and trying to figure out how to do that. It's causing building owners to, and property managers uh, to really think about, um, you know, how do I make the workplace safer? What technologies are available to implement into how we're operating this property? And uh, I think what's happening right now is going to catapult smart building technologies into like these next five years is going to be giant leaps and bounds in that direction. And uh, as I mentioned, in, when I was introducing you, I think you guys are really well poised to, to kind of take advantage of that and also offer a you know, critical need. Yeah. I think that uh, finding a way to remotely control access to a physical space, it's sort of where the physical and the virtual meet. Yeah, And it seems to be like the key problem that when anybody starts to think about automation or home automation, it's always access first. And then you start to think about the other bells and whistles that you can layer on. But the very first problem, it seems everybody wants to figure out, you talk, you mentioned um, building owners and managers and not just multifamily commercial as well. It's okay if I'm not going to be able to get it, make it to the building, and I've got this per- service person that I needed to get into the mechanical room. Instead of having to go down there, unlock the door, wait till they're done with their work, lock the door after them, uh, I can issue them now a credential or a code. I can know with an alert when they got there. I can even have them badge out, know when they left, yeah. and I don't have to, you know, waste my time. So it's this. That's like step one. That's the walking. And then you're right. Over the next five years, it's just gonna it's gonna snowball, and we'll start adding these other home automation type technologies uh, as a standard rather than what it is now, which is more of a um, a bell and whistle. Right. Um, yeah. So this is the gateway. You know, access is the gateway drug, if you will, yeah. to home automation <laughs> or or building automation. Right. So since you are you get, since your team is currently focused on uh, multifamily real estate assets, describe your, your perfect customer who, who should be, uh, you know, the listeners uh, of this podcast or friends of theirs, who should be contacting you guys to learn more about your products, your service, your pricing, that sort of thing. Most, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for that um, question. Little opportunity to give a plug. I appreciate it. (laughs) We're uh, so the ideal, like ideal customers in the multifamily space for us are really anybody who is managing more than a few units, uh, all the way up to, let's say, 50,000 units or more. Mm-hmm. But it has to do with people who are trying to 
either get off of keys. So if somebody has just now realized that they have to stop using physical keys because if they lose one master key, they have to spend 50 grand, you know, rekeying the whole place or they have to, you know, bring 50 keys with them to show a unit because they can't, uh, because they might not have brought the right one. So like anybody who's moving off of them, we're a, we're a perfect, like I said before, like a gateway to getting into remote access. And then anybody who wants to further their innovation and add some of these extra services like integrating with Airbnb or dog walking services or cleaning or other concierge services. So we are a perfect way to move into that area and offer more amenities to your tenant or your resident. So those are, those are the types of management companies that we're getting, uh, that we're signing up really every day. Yeah. And, and uh, that fits our profile. Okay, so like and larger than a fourplex, but all the way up to the largest portfolio that anyone has. Yeah, if you've got, we've got uh, several companies, for example, that would have in the two to five thousand unit uh, range under management. Um, so, I think that what they re- what you realize is, if you're a property management company no matter what size in the multifamily space, this is a problem for you. Mm-hmm. How, you know, how are you, how are you getting your remote? How are you getting service people in? One big thing we haven't talked about that happens in multifamily right now is the unattended showing. And so we enable complete unattended automated showing. That's where if your leasing agents are tied up, a prospect can register their IDs are checked, so they're you know made sure that they're valid. They're not uh, they have a little bit of a background check on them, and then they instantly get to go and view some of the units that are vacant. Yeah. And so you can see how that's hugely efficient for improving um, the uptake, lease ups, all kinds of things for for uh, property managers. Those are areas where we're enabling right now, and that's a hot one. That's like the hot thing right now. Yeah, and I can see. Uh potentially massive cost savings over time for a property manager and owner versus paying a lot of salaries and health benefits and things like that. You know, you make an investment <laughs> in technology like this. Uh, I think that's top yeah, at, at the risk of <laughs> all the leasing agents now are, uh, yeah. are going to give you a call and say, what the hell? Yeah. Um, but but well, actually, it's a, it's a, <laughs> well, on the commercial it's a compliment though. Oh, okay. Well, it's a compliment though. Here's, here's how, like if you're, uh, I don't know, this has happened to me before where you walk into a, when I was way back when I was renting, you walk into an apartment complex uh, that you like and the leasing agents are all booked out uh, either showing units or about to go show units. And they're like, Hey, don't have time right now. Can you come back at five? And you're like, well, I'll try. And you might, yeah. you might not. And you, and you take off. Well, now you don't have to lose that prospect, right? You can say, hey, go check this unit out. I'll be done with this prospect in about 30 minutes, and why don't we meet back in the lobby after? I mean, you can just imagine. It's not um, – for all you leasing agents out there, you're not, we're not putting you out of business. We're helping you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, um, so before I, I want to dive into uh, asking you some personal questions so the listeners can get, know, get to know more about you. 
uh, kind of what makes you tick, what uh, keeps your drive going and focus and everything. Before I do that, though, uh, what's the best uh, way for you know listeners to find out more about your company, get in contact with your team, that sort of thing? Yeah, best thing is to go check out our website. It's remotelock.com, just like it sounds. And I think that most people will find uh, everything that they're looking for. We, you reach out to anybody through contact forms or call us. Uh, we're extremely responsive and glad to answer any questions anyone would have. Great, great, cool. So uh, totally shifting gears here. And um, I noticed on your LinkedIn that you studied in Japan for a period of time and that you're fluent in uh, Japanese. How did, uh, what, what was the catalyst for that? <laughs> As most things I think in my life, it was, uh, it was very serendipitous. So I happened to take a Japanese history course um, in college. I, I got turned on to the culture, started studying Japanese and then found myself studying abroad for a year. Uh, and that really sealed the deal. Um, you know, I fell in love with the place and really have been doing business in some form or another with Japan um, since college. Even today, one of our major investors is a public Japanese company, and they're also a customer. So we've got uh, thousands of users in Japan as well. So it's just been something that's been part of my life for a long time. That's cool. I ask them. Uh, I think most of my listeners know I'm a massive uh Travel, travel, international travel is like the best thing that I can always do. So that, that's how my Don't go goes. now. They'll quarantine you for 14 days. No, I'm, 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 <laughs> if so if I'm, they let you in. Right. Uh, kind of uh, end, end, end of July, early August is typically when I'm on my big trip every year and try to take one big trip every year and not happening this year, unfortunately. So <laughs> no, I think uh, you're, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Exactly. So, um, no, I appreciate you allowing me to ask that question. Um, are there any daily practices or routines that you're consistent with that help keep you on track, help keep you focused, to manage a team that uh, size you have and kind of drive, drive things forward? You know, uh, I'm a, I'm a big believer in cadence. Um, we use, for example, the EOS entrepreneur operating system practice, which is basically just a, it's for the company. I'm going to bring it down to the personal level. I know it's a personal question, but it's, I think it shows kind of my thinking in both places, but I, I'm a strong believer in, you know, you need a weekly cadence, uh, you need a quarterly cadence, you need an annual cadence. And it's those containers of time that you set aside to make sure it's a, a check-in that are really important if you want to achieve anything long-term both personally and corporately. And so I think what I find for myself is I'm, I'm very driven and I am, you know, some might even say obsessive. <laughs> so it's very important to what I do, uh, do, what I call building it into the structure and it's personal cadence. So every morning, you know, sometimes it sounds simple, but make the bed, uh, be home for dinner most nights for the, with the family, read to the kids nightly, you know, it, for me, it's about setting the regularity and cadence. Now, that works for me because of, you know, otherwise I would be 
really scattered and, you know, maybe forget to eat sometimes if I get too engrossed in something. And so that's how I, that's how I manage it. That's how I, um, that's how those are my daily practices and routines. They sound simple, but for me, they're profound. Yeah. No, I, I, I try to keep to a morning routine best I can. And I just don't, uh, sometimes I lose track of it for a couple of weeks at a time. And I'm like, oh my God, get back to it. And making the bed is actually one of them. So <laughs> I wish I could take credit for that. I can't remember the uh, Navy SEAL that came up with it, but that's an old, that's an old military thing. Right. I wonder if, uh, but, I, but I glommed onto it, you know, make it works. Yeah. It's like uh, whoever it was, they said, uh, you know, you start the day by doing that. You at least accomplish something. Right, right. <laughs> if you don't accomplish anything else, uh, hopefully you you've do. made your bed. Exactly. Yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two kids, uh, two boys, thirteen and nine. Oh, cool. Awesome, awesome boys. You know. How has it been and, uh, uh, in the last uh, several months? <laughs> you know, there are there are things that are great, like. Uh, and, and our culture shift, which I'm sure you've seen, where we'll be on. Uh, I was giving a company presentation today on Zoom, and you know, my son walks over and you know, tugs my shirt and is like, "Hey, Dad, can you help me do this?" And like, you know, so I said to everybody, "Hey, I'm sure you all get it. You're all living this, but it's you know, yeah. it's something that's bringing reality. It's kind of bringing our work and and personal lives together in a way that I that piece is really good." Um, the isolation, yeah, I think that's been tough for lots and lots of folks. So, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, great point you bring up. I, I think this does, uh, you know, doing meetings over Zoom like everyone has the last several months, it does show the personal side of of people more so than uh, what what everyone saw before. And so there is that. Um, there we go. Speaking of which, like <laughs> almost yeah. on cue. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, two more questions. One, okay. besides remote lock, what's your favorite technology that you use? Uh, Alexa. What's my favorite technology? I don't know, but I'm sure you have great taste. Uh, oh, I that's love great. Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm, I'm the best I'm, answer I've ever gotten. <laughs> Give me that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says I have great uh, taste. <laughs> what's that? Nothing. That was just <laughs> commenting on what Alexa said. Yeah. That's my spot. It sits right near me. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> That's a great answer to that question. Um, this is, might be a tough one. Might require a minute of thought. But what would you say your superpower is? What is what's something you are great at that people may or may not know about you, but you are you know maybe better than most. Or that's a wow. That's a good question. That's a tough question. Um, I'm going to say. There are one of the things that, you know, we learn with following this EOS practice is that they are visionaries and integrators or executors. And I am definitely in the visionary category. So what that means is part of my 
superpower is I am I am very big picture and looking at what it is. Uh, I, I'm looking at what the facts are, what the reality is, and how a customer has a need that needs to get filled. And I think it's just the insight of keeping your head in that space. That's that's my superpower. That's where I like to. That's where I like to spend time. I like to think through problems, big problems, and help to identify, and then translating that into simplicity, like bringing, bringing things that are complex and translating them into simplicity. Those are the two things that I think I do pretty well. I love it. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, in the world of EOS, I also am uh, on that side of the fence as well. I'm not the implementer. I'm the strategic uh, thinker, dreamer category. So that's great. Well, yeah. Uh, very much appreciate your time in this conversation today, Nolan. It's really cool to learn more about the uh, remote access um, uh, kind of industry and uh, the, the uh, impact you guys are having. And I'm very happy to hear that about your growth and where things are going next. And glad I get to use it all here at uh, Union. Fantastic, Matt. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm uh, really pleased to have been here. Right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and uh, uh, we'll be in touch soon. All right. Sounds great. You as well. Bye-bye. Be well.